Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Last week we started on prayer and we went to this foundation, this, I'm using this as the foundation text for um, everything that I give you from the scriptures on prayer because this is such an important passage of scripture that we must understand, that we must learn so that once we get the foundation, once we get really the understanding of how to pray effective prayers, how Jesus taught us how to pray, then everything after that, really it's, it's all based on that faith. It's all based on what he taught us, that foundation of believing and speaking. Yeah. All right? And Mark eleven twenty two. 22, I just want to remind you, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Let's say those words together. Have faith faith in God. Turn to somebody next to you and look them right in the eye and tell them, have faith in God. Amen. Must be weird telling that to faith. <laughs> All right. Anyway, verse 23, for assuredly I say to you, or truly I say to you, whoever, say whoever. whoever. Is, this, is this you? Is whoever here, the, whoever here in this room? Amen. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Verse 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask or desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So Jesus teaches us something really powerful here. And I don't want to spend too long talking about last week, but I just want to kind of catch you up. All right, Jesus isn't concerned apparently about whoever is doing the asking or the declaring by saying whoever. Amen. And he's not even concerned about what you're asking for by just saying whatever. (laughs) This is so good. It's so good. Whoever, whatever. But he's very concerned about how we're doing it. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes. Those things he says will be done. Verse 24 says, when you pray, believe you receive them. So we see what's important to God must become important to us. Believe that you receive. And that, that as your foundation, your faith in God and believing, expressing your faith in God by believing and speaking, as we talked about the spirit of faith is, I believe, therefore I speak, as we can see the example of this in this passage here. Amen. That's the key. So you don't have to get caught up in, am I one who qualifies to talk to God or pray to him? He said, whoever. Yes, you qualify. That includes you. And what should I ask for? Whatever. That's the invitation. All right? Don't get caught up in the who and the what. What you need is faith in God. That's the focus. That's the foundation of having what you asked for. Amen. And we all want our prayers answered, don't we? Huh? Otherwise, what's the point in praying? Hmm? And God wants you to know this about himself. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Okay, he wants you to know that he's a rewarder. He has things to give you. Amen. So now let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1 Timothy 2, and verse 1. He says, therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. S for supplication, P for prayer, 
I intercession, T for things, spit. All right? So spit it out. Come on, spit it out. So these are, these are very specific avenues of prayer or ways to pray. All right? So this first one that he mentions here is the word supplication. That's a good Bible word, isn't it? What does it mean? I don't have no idea. No, I'm just kidding. I do know. It means request for supply, supplication. It's, it's, in, it's actually in the name. All right? This is where you're asking for what you need. Isn't that cool? A supplication is you asking for what you need, a request for supply, entreating God, seeking him, asking. And um, as I, I told the 930 service, I think it's so cool that God mentions this as the first thing. The first thing is supplication. You asking for what you need. And he knows you that what you need. And he invites you to pray about it and to ask for it. Because God knows this about us as humanity that we are instinctively selfish people. And so that's why he offers you to pray the selfish prayer first. He's not afraid of that. Amen. That's good. Because when we have needs... It's, am I, maybe I'm the only one, and I'm willing to stand here alone and embarrassed and ashamed. That when we have needs, that that seems to be the only thing we pray about. Yeah. Okay, good. I see some heads nodding. Okay, thank you for not leaving me up here by myself. As Jesus said, your father knows what you have need of before you ask. But then Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 teaches us, and you know this one, right? Let's all read this together out loud. Ready? Read. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So we're going to find out that these prayers that we're praying, intercessions, prayers, supplications, are all bathed in and saturated in thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Don't forget to thank him for it, because when you're thanking him for it, that means you're expecting to get what you asked for. Why well, say thank you if you're not expecting it? Amen. So he wants you to put thanksgiving on there so that you keep your faith in him. Amen. To expect that you're going to get what you asked for. Amen. It's crucial. Thanksgiving is crucial to your request. Amen. God will supply your need. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 31. We're going to go back to something else that Jesus taught us. Therefore, do not worry. Do not worry. Be happy. Isn't that us? No, that's not what it says. <laughs> Therefore, do not worry. You will be happy if you don't worry anyway. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Verse 32. For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Now, at this time, we have to know what Jesus is talking about when he says the Gentiles. He's talking about, as one preacher I used to listen to, the heathens. The godless, those who don't know God. And at this time, this was our reality as Gentiles. Jesus only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But when he shed his blood, his blood was for all the world. Amen. And that's when God invited all of us into the kingdom. But right here, the reality is that it's the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's the children of Abraham. And so when he says Gentiles here, he's talking about the world. All right, those that don't have God in their lives, those that don't have a relationship, those that don't have a covenant with God. Amen. He says, this is what worldly people look after. This is what they're worried about. Stuff. Stuff. The need. Their, their needs. But listen to this. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 
He's a good heavenly father. Hmm? He really is. He's good, and he knows what you need, which means <laughs> he really cares about you. All right? And since he knows what you need, then he also has a supply for what you need. But then Jesus shifts our focus here. Don't focus on the need. Focus on the one who supplies the need. Seek first the kingdom of God, verse 33, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, the word kingdom here is not talking about a literal kingdom. In the Greek, it means the right and authority to rule. The right, who has the right and authority to rule in your life? Your heavenly father does because you believe on him. Because you've given your life to him, you've, you've confessed Jesus is Lord of my life, all right? So because he is your Lord, now he has the right and the authority to bless you. He has the right and the authority to supply your needs according to his riches and glory. So when your eyes are on him and you're making these requests made known to him, the one that you are submitted to, Lord I welcome your authority and your power to bless me. All right? Then this is just an added bonus. You get the stuff that you need. That's what, that's what he's talking about. We're not here to seek stuff. We're here to seek him. Praise God. I love that. Bring your prayers, prayers for supply to your heavenly father. Amen. He, and, and, and the way that he provides, according to Philippians 419 is that he will supply your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, which, which means that this is going to be bigger and better than what you're, you're even asking for. He doesn't supply your need according to the measure of your need. He supplies your need according to how rich he is. I think he can handle it. I think he's got it. And he wants to do exceedingly abundantly, as Ashley was saying earlier, above all that we ask or think. Praise God. Are you blessed yet? All right. So supplication is about you praying what you need to pray about. And this is the first thing mentioned here. Now we're going to go to this second thought in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. And it says that supplications, prayers, prayers. Uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 shows us again, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant or watchful over in it with thanksgiving. All right, keeps taking us back to this Thanksgiving. These, the way you communicate to God and, and whatever it is you're praying for, whatever avenue of prayer you're using, make sure that it always has Thanksgiving in it. All right, he wants you always expected. This says being vigilant in your prayer with Thanksgiving. Vigilant means to be watchful over it. This means that God's not asking us to repeat the same thing over and over again, the same request over and over again. You pray your prayer, you make your request, and now you watch over it by just continuing to thank him for it. Now, Lord, I don't, I, I, my relationship with you is not based on uh, how many times I ask you for this same thing. Well, just keep asking, just keep asking. And if you, once you ask enough, and Jesus said, no, 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 don't be like the religious people. That's what they do. They pray long prayers, and they think that they'll be heard because they pray long prayers. He said, don't be like that. And don't be like the, the, those that are on the outside, those that don't have a relationship with God, who, who repeat the same things over and over and over again. No, no, no. The, the only thing that you need to repeat is your thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Being vigilant, watchful over that prayer, that request. 
with thanksgiving to God. I love this. Now, we're going to talk about prayer in a very specific way. Supplication. (laughs) Supplications are those which you are asking for what you need. But now, prayers, we're going to talk about what God wants. This is where you declare what's on God's heart, what his desires are for you, for your family, amen, for your business, for us as a church. And this is where we invite his desires to become our desires when we pray his desires. And that's going to be, we're going to look at what's so cool about how we can know what his desires are because they're in the word. And we actually have prayers, actually prayed one of them this morning out of Ephesians chapter one. These prayers that we offer to God, let's, let's go to one, Romans chapter 15. Let's turn there for a moment. Romans 15 and verse 5. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is how you take this prayer into your life. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant me to be like-minded toward others according to Jesus Christ, that I may with one mind and one mouth glorify God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now it becomes your desire. His de- you're saying, I want, Lord, what you want. Yeah. Hmm? Look at verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. This is what he wants to do. But how is he going to fill you with all joy and peace? In believing. In believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. So in verses 5 and 6, I want to just some, some really great thoughts emerge from Paul's prayer here. And Paul is speaking on behalf of God for us. And um, in verses 5 and 6, that we as Christians are to love one another and to accept one another. And to, uh, regardless of what our differences are. Come on, can I get a good amen? amen? That we love and accept one another regardless of our differences. And so this is not just tolerate each other. Hmm? But our unity comes out of this deep and profound belief, praise God, planted in our hearts. It's something that we've grabbed a hold of in seeing the the beauty of the body of Christ made up of individual members. And as we embrace this incredible gospel, this good news, and and we put our hope in it and its power uh, and in the promises of God, You know what that helps us do? It helps us to see each other differently. Paul said that, he said, we no longer regard uh, anyone according to the flesh. You start doing that, that's when you get tripped up. Hmm? Like that lady who, when her and her husband were leaving church, she says, did you notice that, uh, what did you think of um, uh, Mrs. Uh, Gilmore's uh, skirt today? You know, for a mother of four, I don't think that's the appropriate thing to wear to church. And he said, oh, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. Well, what about, what about that guy, Tom, what he said earlier and the language he was using? He said, I'm, son, sweetheart, I, don't, I didn't notice that. And she says, why do I bring you to church? <laughs> <laughs> when you guard some according to the flesh, then you really are not truly seeing one another as God sees them. And we have to be like-minded. That is, have the same mind that God does toward one another. The same mind he has toward you. What is his mind toward you? Oh, it's good. It's good. 
He sees you holy, blameless, and above reproach. So now we, we relate to one another. We communicate. We fellowship with one another according to the spiritual reality that we are all one in him. Amen. What, 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 no matter how different things look, you know, we all come from several walks of life. But in the spirit, it's the same journey, heading to the same glorious destination. So get along because you're going to be with them for the rest of your life and eternity. <laughs> Amen. Okay. I want to I read to you some scripture prayers now. Ephesians, uh, we just read one. Ephesians chapter... Um, Wait, do you read Ephesians 3 or 1? Three. 3. Okay, I'm sorry. We're going to look at Ephesians 1, verses 16 through 19 for a moment. This is so good. And this is a prayer that I pray for you on a regular basis. But it's important that you make this your prayer as well because this is, oh, this is so powerful. We do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now, here it is. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. All right, so this is what he wants. This is his desire for you. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Why? That you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who do what? Who believe. That's our part. We believe according to the working of his mighty power. Thank the Lord. So it's, 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 this is more than just hearing this and saying, yeah, I, I'll buy that. No, no, no. This eyes of your understanding being enlightened. God wants you to see the hope for what it really is. And this inheritance, which is rich beyond measure, he wants you to understand that and to know how great his powerful hand is in extending to you and saving you. He wants you to see past the difficulties of today, the, the, the temporal circumstances, into uh, the joy of your eternal life. And he knows that you by yourself cannot understand nor see this. That's why you need the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. So pray this over, your, over yourself. God, grant to me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Lord, let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. Help me to see this hope of my calling. Thank you, Lord. Make it very personal. Praise God. And when you're praying what God, God wants you to pray, uh, then it's interesting, as you, as you begin to know more and more what his desires are for you, your desires line up with his desires. It becomes the theme of your life. Amen. Um, I want you to listen to this. This is... John chapter 17. You don't have to put this up on the screen. I want you to just listen to this. This is a, such a beautiful prayer. And it's Jesus praying to his father. And remember what Jesus said, I don't pray, I don't say anything unless the father tells me to say it. All right, so we know that he's speaking on behalf of his father here. He says, I do not pray for these alone because he'd been praying for his disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Who's that? Yeah. He's talking about you right here. Jesus is praying for you. That they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Do you see that? That 
our unity as a body speaks to this world. It speaks Jesus to this world. Amen. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. It keeps coming back to this oneness. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me. See, the message this oneness is sending out to the world, that Jesus Christ has come and has left a mark on these people's lives. Amen. That you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Did you see that? The Father loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. And I have declared them to them your name and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them. And I and them. This is why I say we need to be like-minded to God, patient with one another, comforting and encouraging one another. All right? Now, I did this for the earlier service. I want to give these to you too. If you want to grab a pen right quick or you want to open your electronic device and type uh, some notes, I'm going to give you some scripture references that are prayers that you can pray over your own life, okay? One of these was, a couple of these were already read. Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, 5 and 6, and also verse 13. Romans 15, 5 through 6, and 13. All right? The second one we looked at was Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 through 19. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 through 19. And also in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. Ephesians 1, 16 through 19. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Another one is found in Philippians. There's lots of them. Philippians 1, 9 through 11. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Another one is found in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians. Chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. Colossians 1, 9 through 12. I've got two more. 2 Thessalonians. I'd just do T-H-E-S-S, period. <laughs> For 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1, 11 through 12. These are God prayers. And Hebrews 13 20 through 21. Hebrews chapter 13, 20 through 21. Oh, yeah, John. John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. Thank you. Meyer Bass. Get these prayers. Make them personal. Put you in there. And um, pray them regularly. Pray them out loud. Uh, I'm going to give you an example of what, what that sounds like. Hebrews 13, I'm just going to go from Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. Now may you, and this is you speaking to God, may you, the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make me complete in every good work to do your will, working in me what is well-pleasing in your sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Isn't that a beautiful prayer? 
Hmm? It's important for you and I to pray for supply, the things that we need. The Lord wants us to pray these things, and he wants us to pray prayers that are also concerned with the same issues that concern him. He wants us to pray for what he wants. Amen. And that really is the main issue. That really is the main issue. You and I are living our lives that are gifts from him. We need to remember that. He knows and he wants us to know what our lives are really about when we pray his prayers, his desires. That's when we really see the, the greater purpose, the eternal connection. Amen. He wants you to grow in faith. He wants you to be strengthened and to persevere, to have patience, to find hope and joy through your faith, and to hunger and thirst for righteousness, to live as if the gospel is true, and it is true. He's the source of all of it. So what more loving thing can we do for each other than to ask God to open all of our eyes and to strengthen all of our hearts? Amen. Uh, I, was, I don't have time to get into intercessions, and we will do that next time. I hope this has helped you, equipped you today, empowered you. So get those scriptures, uh, open them up, read them, put you in your you in there, put your family in there. If you want to put names, that's what uh, Ashley, one of the things that she was reading this morning, Ephesians 3, she was showing me that she has it written out and she has blanks there. And sometimes she'll say, she'll pray over us as a church. Sometimes she'll name her children's names there. You know, do what you need to do in that way. Make them very personal, but get the word of God, his prayers in your mouth and in your heart and in your life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for this time together with these precious people. Thank you that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for um, your amazing grace that has swallowed us up. <laughs> that where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. And Lord, we thank you that in Christ, in Christ, we stand holy, blameless, and above reproach. In him, we are complete. And Father, I'm praying now that desires of your heart would be in the hearts and the mouths of your people. Thank you that you've invited us to ask for what we need. And Lord, you also invite us to ask for what you want that it would be granted to us. I thank you, God, right now. If you're here today and you need healing in your body or you want to sit in for somebody, just lift your hand where you're sitting here. Thank you, Lord, for your healing anointing here. It's still flowing in full force today. Just like the, the Lamb of God took away the sins of the world, so also has he removed our sickness and disease and pains. He carried them far away from us. His body was broken for us. And we thank you right now, Lord. And we apprehend by faith what you have purchased. By your stripes, that's the payment. We are healed. That's the product. Amen. So we receive it right now, what you paid for. Healing. Healing and wholeness. Life. Vitality. Energy in Jesus' name. Right now being infused into these bodies. And we believe right now for full and total recovery in the name of Jesus. Bless you, Father. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you 
and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and all of your house and be gracious to you and give you peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.